You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Here to get you ready for an action-packed day of football. We will find out if my markets are worth a damn. The casual better likes the things that don't move. I'm the exact opposite. I want to bet on stuff that's nuts. Hashtag spray the board. Dialed into the latest line movements, injuries, and props. It's BetQL's You Better You Bet countdown to kickoff. Presented by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. What's up, everybody? Happy and merry week six NFL Sunday to you and yours. It is You Better You Bet's countdown to kick off the aforementioned Nick Costos and Ken Barkley here with you on the BetQL Network, where every game is game seven, including this Ravens-Titans game going on right now in London. Doesn't feel like Game 7 for the Titans, but definitely for the Ravens. We'll talk about that game coming up in a minute. You get no hot take BS on this show. We bring you bets. We bring you sports. And we're coming to you live today from the Odyssey app, from the BetQL app, radio stations nationwide, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL. Ken and I are here bringing you the wagertainment up until 1 o'clock Eastern time, talking all things sports betting, week 6 NFL Sunday. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people over at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. All right, you know how we do it. Each and every NFL Sunday morning here on You Better Eat all the line movement for every single game on the board. The actives and inactives when they come out for the early slate with all the betting and fantasy impact your little heart could ever desire. We will bring you Ken Barkley's underdog money line parlay after it cashed last week. And, of course, two-team teaser conversations. We look forward to that. Thy Royal Prop King will stop by about an hour from now to give you all the props for today. Thy Royal Prop King 1-0 and thus far today. Nelson Aguilar goes over on the first drive. We will ignore the two losers on Thursday night. The record is just 1-0 and right now on this Sunday. Not 1-2 and for the week, but 1-0 and right now, thanks to Nelson Aguilar. So the Prop King coming up in about an hour, and then an hour and 40 minutes from now. Best bet, side in total, every single game on the board. Week 6 NFL. Sunday and maybe we'll toss in a little golf and a little major league baseball as well over the course of the program we're also at halftime of the Ravens Titans game we'll get a we'll get a live market coming up from Ken Barkley in a second but Ken we are locked and loaded week six NFL Sunday how's it going uh I'm doing great excited to talk about all these games we had a an eventful as we always do an eventful Saturday in college football a lot of interesting stuff happened um we can either do that first or only because there's a ticking clock involved. Do you want to do a halftime discussion of the Ravens and Titans first? Um, so the the score at the half is 18 to three Baltimore. And if you're like, wow, 18 to three, that sounds like a blowout. Actually, it should be way worse than that. <laughs> Actually, it should be like should be like 35 to nothing. But still, 18 to three Baltimore. Uh, the closing side in the game was something like Ravens five and a half. Uh, and the closing total in the game was something like 42 and a half, if I remember That's correctly, right. something like that. And so good way to figure out kind of like your halftime markets. It's like, all right. Um, you know, total is going to be like about half of the closing total, unless it was like a really crazy first half. This was not a very crazy first half. Therefore, 
the total at the half is 20 and a half, which is basically almost half of what we had in the pregame total, uh, which makes a lot of sense. Also, it's a little less than half because you have a team up by a lot. What happens when you have a team up by a lot? You might have them milk the clock a lot in the second half of the game. So you'll usually see a second half total that's a little less than half of the pregame total because um, you might have some some kind of wacky conditions in the fourth quarter where the Ravens are just running the ball every play. So 20 and a half the total, 18 to three at the half. As for the side, you have a team that's down by a lot. So that means you're going to get something a little different in terms of the second half side. It won't just be, you know, Baltimore minus three or something like half of the pregame side. Uh, it's actually between two numbers. It's between Titans by a half and pick. Those are your two numbers right now. So basically, uh, despite the fact that they're trailing by 15, can the Titans win this second half against Baltimore, make the game competitive? So you're making that bet. You think they're going to get kind of get back into the game at least more than they've gotten back into the game so far. So telling you those two markets, Nick, do you have kind of a, a lean at first? I mean, I'm not like dying to bet into these markets, but I do think this is pretty interesting. I, I, I don't think I would want to do anything with the total as far as the side is concerned, I, I don't know how it's anything but Baltimore. Um, They're outgaining Tennessee in the first half through 30 minutes of football. To Ken's point, right, when he said the score maybe should be 35 nothing, the Ravens settling for a number of Justin Tucker field goals. They're outgaining the Titans 242-66. to 66. 242-66. to 66. Lamar Jackson's got all day to throw. He's, he's running the ball well. Uh, and I just, I don't know how the Titans are going to score here. And if Tannehill keeps taking a beating and the Titans are going to be non-competitive in this game, I actually think like this is a game where Tannehill might get pulled and they might, uh, Will Levis is inactive today. We might see Malik Willis in the second half, Ken, if this is what it's going to be. Now, Tennessee could come out and score and get like an early touchdown or an early field goal and Tannehill's going to play the whole rest of the game. I guess my concern would be if I bet the Titans, if this gets a little bit it sideways I think you get Malik Willis and then maybe that's good for Tennessee maybe it's brutal for Tennessee uh so I I guess I would lean Baltimore in the second half but I think I'm going to stay out of this uh side and total Ken for the uh the final 30 minutes of the game yeah I don't I don't when I see these markets I don't uh I don't have like a oh my god like I gotta go bet that right away I, I had a couple of those in college yesterday where you just the market opens and you go no nah, I don't think it's gonna play I like that at all I, I think what this is you know what's the market expectation so it's always a, a good reason to figure out if you want to make a bet or not, right? What's the market expectation? And does your expectation differ from that? So the market expectation is the Ravens will basically hold this lead. That's just going to kind of stay like this. Like it's just, they're going to win by multiple scores. It's not, it's not going to get particularly crazy, whatever. Uh, the market expectation is also, you will see a scoring half almost identical to what you just saw. Do you disagree with that? Do you think the Titans can do something like, you know, more tempo? Can they move the ball down the field and push the ball down the field a little more? Maybe if the game is a little out of reach, Baltimore playing with a multi-score lead. Do you think that is Lamar still going to pass as much 17 pass attempts in the first half of the game and was very efficient throwing the ball? Do they keep doing that if they choose to kind of gear down or shift down and run the ball? That's not going to go really well because the Titans are really good at stopping that. So you can kind of, I guess my, my only thought here would be, and it's very low, I, I would almost maybe play the under here. Like you've got kind of like both teams are in game states where they're going to do something they're bad at. Like the Ravens are going to want to run the ball a little more now, and that's not going to go well because the Titans are really good at stopping that. And the Titans are going to want to pass the ball a lot, and their quarterback is getting absolutely mauled behind the line of scrimmage right now by Baltimore. Just doesn't fit to me as like a game where the Titans are going to be able to come back and make this some kind of shootout. So maybe like a couple bucks on under 20 and a half, but even, I just think interesting analysis there, even, uh, even if we don't have, you know, a billion dollars on something here. 
and, and the Titans defense has held in the red zone. Uh, Baltimore one of four in the red zone thus far in this game, settling for three short Justin Tucker field goals, only converting the one touchdown on a Lamar Jackson pass to Zay Flowers. All right, so that's the Ravens and the Titans. We'll keep you updated as we move along once the second half kicks off from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium over in London. We'll get to it moved in a second, all the line movement for every game on the board. We'll hit you with the weather games to start things off. But Ken, just a note on college football from yesterday, where the Heisman Trophy market obviously takes a pretty dramatic turn. USC and Caleb Williams get handled by Notre Dame, and Michael Penix leads Washington to a win against Bo Nix in Oregon. I know you have some thoughts about all of that. What do you got for us here, Ken, on the Heisman Trophy where we stand right now? Just the, you know, like going into the week, we, we talked about it a lot. We had guests on during our show during the week. We talked about it I, on Tuesdays, like Lockmas segment, I did it. Just like this was going to be a week where you were going to see really, really drastic movement in the Heisman market because of just who finally, who all these teams were playing. Like Oregon, Washington, and USC had the three favorites in the market and uh, the three quarterbacks for their teams. And they had not played very many teams up to this point in the season. Like USC had been in a bunch of shootout games. Washington hadn't played basically anybody, but they'd scored a ton. And uh, Oregon played Texas Tech and almost took a loss. But besides that, here's like 80 against an FCS team, that kind of stuff. And once they finally play each other, the market's going to go crazy because teams are going to finally start taking losses. And that's what happens. So Caleb Williams literally goes from like about three to one his consensus price prior to playing Notre Dame yesterday. One of the two basically co-favorites, Penix had kind of passed him, but Penix and Caleb Williams were kind of next to each other, like two to one, three to one. And Caleb not only loses, but loses in a game where he throws multiple interceptions and looks pretty brutal for most of the game. Had, a, I think, a string where he threw like three picks in, you know, 25 minutes of game action or something. And uh, as a result, he has gone from three to one to 50 to one to win the Heisman, to give you an idea of like how drastic the market movement's been on Caleb Williams. Uh, keep in mind, USC also has like a couple other tough games. Up. You have Utah up next, which could be another game where Caleb Williams struggles a lot. Utah's really had USC's number the last few years. Uh, so his odds go crazy and, and get way higher. Okay, who benefits? Michael Penix Jr., who goes from two to one, three to one, to now a big minus favorite. And remember, we're only halfway through the season, basically, right now. A big minus favorite to win the Heisman Trophy because they beat Oregon yesterday. Bo Nix's odds, because he's the loser of that game, go up to 20 to one, 30 to one. Uh, I think your only strategy at this point could be either do nothing, like maybe you agree that Penix should be a big favorite because Caleb and Nick's both lost. Um, I would be kind of looking for opportunities to play other players eventually. Maybe it's not this week. Maybe it's you identify Washington's next toughest remaining game and get your bets in prior to that game, assuming they take a loss. I think they are a team capable of taking a loss. Also, Penix clearly played with an injury for large parts of yesterday's game. And like that can't go under the radar, like something that could get aggravated at any moment. And then he just can't win if he's out for a period of time. So you might have a vulnerable favorite here. It's not something I'd go run to bet like this morning, but I do think there are players who can still win. Dylan Gabriel of Oklahoma can definitely still win. They're going to go undefeated probably. That's their most likely record. I don't think it's crazy that two other quarterbacks could win. J.J. McCarthy from Michigan. Remember, you look at his stats and be like, I don't think so. They haven't played Penn State yet. They play Ohio State at the end of the year. Those are the two like games of the year in college football. If Penn State beats Ohio State next week, those really are the two games of the year in college football. If he plays great in both those, he really might win. Like That's actually reasonable. He hasn't had his Oregon-Washington kind of moment yet. And then the other player, just like keep in the back of your head too, I don't think it's crazy that Drake may may end up winning the Heisman trophy. They smashed Miami yesterday. Tez Walker, who was like a really, really kind of like highly touted transfer player was originally ineligible, a wide receiver for North Carolina. He was uh, declared eligible in a, a pretty crazy story behind the scenes last week had a great game. 
this week plays against Miami, three touchdowns from Drake May. May is kind of cooking now. He made a, a really kind of deep dark horse Heisman run last year. They're undefeated. I don't think any of those are crazy. It's just Penix just had his Heisman moment, so he's popped now in the market. Who has like games down the road where they can have another one? Certainly Drake May does, and certainly J.J. McCarthy does. Like the two games of the year in college football probably still several weeks away. Do you uh, do you love the Drake? Love the Drake. Love the Drake. And then if I but if I bet if I bet Penix, hate the Drake. Then, then that's isn't it funny how it works? He started yeah. from the bottom, and hopefully he stays there. If you're going to bet someone yeah. other than uh than Drake May, all right. We are underway in the second half in uh, London with the Ravens and the Titans. Tennessee is like trying to uh, trying to mount some offense here. Eighteen three is still the score here for Baltimore. All right. Uh, you better you bet Nick and Ken. Countdown to kickoff week six NFL Sunday. Best bet still to come. Prop King still to come. Underdog money line parlay still to come. Ryan Tannehill just got sacked. I'm telling you that we might get Malik Willis at some point in this game if this is what it's going to be for the Tennessee Titans on offense. But until then, we got to bring you up to speed on all the line movement coming up today with this edition, Kenny Henderson of It Moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. It moved. Ah, it hits different. Week six NFL Sunday. See, we call Ken Barkley. Your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper. But what people don't know is that we also call him your favorite weather person's favorite weather person. We got weather, hashtag weather, across the board today in the National Football League and a bunch of games. So, Ken, I am going to ask you to don the old meteorologist cap here and tell us what's happening in three games specifically, and if there are any more, we'll, we'll do those as well. And then we will talk about those games and where the line has gone. But how are we looking specifically? Cleveland hosting the San Francisco 49ers, Chicago hosting the Minnesota Vikings, and Cincinnati hosting the Seattle Seahawks. I got. I even have like a green. I don't have a green screen, like the actual term for a green screen, but I have a green wall behind me. I could even like point at the systems, be like, we got a, we got a cold weather front moving in, right? A wintry mix. It's got a wintry mix, and here's a happy Mister Sun who maybe is going to end up coming down to Cincinnati today. We'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, this has been hasn't been like the story of the week. The story of the week has been Deshaun Watson and the the Niners Browns game, which we'll talk about in a second. But one of the kind of like betting stories of this week has been the movement in the totals in the Midwestern cities that are hosting games this weekend, because Monday, Tuesday, uh, you'll frequently see totals get bet on games that have like a ton of inclement weather. And, you know, people look at the advanced forecast and they'll just be like, I want to get ahead of this. I want to bet the under. It looks like it's going to be a big snowstorm, blizzard in Denver. We have that. Cleveland seems to have weather every single weekend. And we had that in a, a trio of games in the Midwest. And what happened in those games as you can probably figure out, is that the unders got bet in a lot of them. So in the Vikings-Bears game, the under got, under got all the way down to like 43 and a half, 44. Also, Justin Jefferson's not playing. That was the low point there. In the Seahawks-Bengals game, we saw the total get down to like 44, 44 and a half. And remember, that's Joe Burrow and Geno Smith and those two offenses. And then in the Niners-Browns game, you also had Deshaun Watson, but you also had weather. And this total opened 41, and we didn't know whether Watson was playing when it opened 41. Uh, and it got bet all the way down to like 37, 36, 36 and a half. So what's happening is 
we're waking up this morning and all of these forecasts may not be quite as dire as we were thinking. In fact, Cincinnati may have a completely normal, like non-weather impacted game today, which is pretty crazy. Chicago is close to having that. They have a little bit more wind. Cleveland has a little bit more wind, but we're like kind of gray area even on a, even whether the wind is going to impact these games. Got 15 to 20 mile per hour, kind of like, I don't know if anything's, maybe just the kicking game would be something that's impacted necessarily. So what you're seeing in two of the three games in Cincinnati and in Chicago is all of a sudden everyone's like actually over <laughs> actually the weather's fine so Bears up to 44 and a half up a point Seahawks Bengals up like a point and a half two points we'll do the sides when we come back from break but just weather that didn't end up being there that's kind of the story on the other side we will talk about all of these games we'll also talk about the Commanders and the Falcons the Eagles and the Jets the Patriots and the Raiders and more we're just getting started countdown to kickoff week six NFL Sunday with Nick and Ken.